Hello, welcome back to Rush Jet Radio, a full franchise Metro Metro Man <laughs> Mega Man Retrospective. I'm Nora, I'm joined by Curly. Hello. I'm here for Metro Man. Metro Man 2033. <laughs> uh Don't you love watching this cartoon? I I cannot wait for it to end. I know we've had <laughs> we've had our, our sort of backs and forths on this show. It's very back at the moment. Like mm-hmm. I uh, these were bad episodes of a show that, that is, does not have a particularly high average. Like, well, I have good news. Is it that it's almost over? It is. We have two more episodes of podcast to do on this show. So you said this. I know you said this a few times, but so we're going to do. Two episodes of the TV show for the next podcast episode, and the episode after is going to be one episode and, like, wrap-up of the show, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the episode, the last episode that we'll do, we're going to end on the Mega Man X time travel ah, episode. Ah, yes, of course. Um, but also, it, between now and then, is Gutsman's ass. Oh, yeah, wow, I forgot that, that that's been saved right for the end. Yeah, so, like, we have some spots on the horizon. There are lights. Uh, we just have to make it through brain bots and bro bots. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I watched the entirety of the second episode, at, starting at 1.5 speed, and then I ramped it up to 1.75 speed. <laughs> because YouTube lets me do that. But first, let's talk about brain bots. I was going to say I found it, I found I, like I found it really hard to follow what was happening even at at one time of speech because I kept I kept losing. I just couldn't pay attention to it. <laughs> brain bots. Doctor Light has created a super intelligent robot named Brainbot. Brainbot has a knack for tinkering with things, inspecting them, and repairing them, even though there's nothing wrong in the first place. Unfortunately for Mega Man Roland Rush, they have to personally transport him to t- California. Even worse is the Dr. Wily satellite picks them up on their way. Mega Man is successfully able to repel Wily's robots, but Brainbot gets captured anyway. Now Mega Man has to rescue his new incredibly intelligent but painfully annoying friend from Dr. Wily before the Madman is able to use him use Brainbot's own cyber brain for his own evil purposes. First thing that comes to mind about this episode is it's very Mega Man Ruby Spears in that the premise is that Dr. Light has invented a new super intelligent robot. And because it's a new super intelligent robot, Dr. Wily wants to steal it to use that super intelligence for his own ends. This robot is really dumb and nobody else in the show seems to know that. Only Mega Man is like, I don't know about this. When he, like, puts wheels on Rush when he doesn't need them and Rush falls over. Everyone else is, like, no one else reacts. Like, when Wily's stolen the robot, there's no, like, wow, yeah, he's actually really dumb. <laughs> it's just, like... <laughs> he's just... High intelligence, low wisdom. He's like, he's like a Sheldon thing. Cooper robot. <laughs> this is young Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. This is where he came from. Um, but like, it, also, he, he doesn't like. 
the the like the the pivot point of the episode is that Mega Man gets captured having bait you know bait and switched himself with the the brain bot who looks exactly like him but painted green and uh you know the robot has to the the, the brain bot has to use his brain to save Mega Man just like Mega Man saved him but he does it like by accident like mm-hmm. it's not his his incredible ingenuity that that saves Mega Man in a unique way. It's that he nearly kills himself and accidentally, like, or no, he, he you know, quick thinking turns that him nearly killing himself around into saving the day from Doctor Wily. But like, <laughs> this show has a very peculiar relationship with, I don't know. He's literally like, oh, what does this button do on my body? And then it's like, oh, it's the homing beacon. Oh, the missile I shot is coming at me now. Oh, no. Yeah. He also has the most, like, super nerdy, smart person voice. He's like Morden. Yeah, it's so weird. And, like, I think you're, like, of the two bad episodes... Uh, of of the of the, these these two bad episodes, this one is the worst, just because it's there's just like almost nothing in it. It's just this yeah. guy. The second one, at least, they have barely anything, but they stretch <laughs> it to twenty two minutes. Yeah, this one is just kind of. Annoying, I guess. Kind of no, it's obnoxious. <laughs> it's specifically obnoxious. It's not annoying. It's just it's just empty. It's so in a yeah. show that is often empty. But I don't know, it's like the show is like you know, we talk a lot. We've talked at great length about how there's almost nothing in this show. Uh but it's always like it's noisy <laughs> in place yeah. of substantial. This episode isn't even that. There's just nothing in it. Like it's not like, the next episode has the Mega Man Ruby Spears hallmark of ABC plot where A and C are completely unconnected. This, <laughs> do, this doesn't have that. Like, the, the A is they need to get the brain bot from here to California, and C is they do that. They, they did it. <laughs> they made it to California. Yeah. I'm just all the the only thing that I got out of this episode is that I'm going to take a picture of Brainbot and like Photoshop him into the young Sheldon like promo image. <laughs> so yeah, what have I got? Uh, Roll says the Brainbot looks cute. He's he's green Mega Man. You can't say that, Roll. That's weird. I mean, when I Roll yeah. was made, Mega yeah, Man said, "Wow, was, she's pretty." So that is like, true. you know. Uh. Oh yeah, when when uh, when Brainbot <laughs> installs wheels onto Rush's feet, Mega Man says, "Sounds like Rush is shifting into angry mode." She's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I guess he is." Is that like a like a car gear shifting joke? I I guess there is a yeah. Or Rush changes forms. Yeah, I guess, and I guess now angry form is one of them. My most noteworthy note for this. Is uh, so yeah. Also, there's the part where we, I guess, had some backgrounds left over from the Wild West episode because we just go and have a sleep in a, an old style saloon hotel thing. And then, yes. and then Mega Man, he that's that's what happens. Mega Man disguises himself as Brainbot by using mm-hmm. his you know circuit copying power, I guess. 
and he gets kidnapped by Dr. Wily's forces. And then he beats them up. And I'm like, wow, this episode was really bad. And then I looked at the, the time and there was like, there was like a third left of the episode. I was not at the end and I really thought I was. And then Mega Man just sort of like miraculously loses that fight after having won it so that he can then be saved by the brain bot in another seven minute sequence. Yes. Um, that is what happens. And also, uh, yeah, there's a thing that to, to point out that we'll get to because it's also in the trivia. Uh, does anything else fucking happen in this episode? Uh, I, I took a note that, I, I, you know, saying it happens in this episode is a bit of a stretch. But, uh, um, like, where does this show stand on... There's a, So there's a scene where they... Like, it was just... It was when they're getting into the... The whatever vehicle they're flying to California. And they're, like... They're talking to the brain bot, like... You know, they're sort of like bossing it around, like, you know, come on, do this. They're, you know, treating it not, not like a child, but like, you know, an object, right? And it's like, where does this show stand on the... Because there's an implicit difference between the consciousness of Mega Man and Roll and Proto Man, mm-hmm. who has a similar level of agency to them, but is programmed for evil, and Brainbot, who clearly doesn't have any humanity and just goes where he's told. But it maybe is enrolling at a university, maybe? Or it's just going to be like part of some experiments. I, I don't know. I don't remember what the goal is called that they're headed for. At the end, he's like plugged into some computers at a fancy-looking building in in California. So I don't know. Brainbot is in charge of the GameStop stock. I think. <laughs> Let's really date this podcast to the like the two day window when this was news. Uh. <laughs> you know, it would be much more efficient if we did this with the stocks. <laughs> um, so there's one other noteworthy thing. Uh huh. And for this, I'm going to direct us to the trivia section. Oh right, yes, of course. Page. After one of Mega Man's blasts, when he stops the spikes from lowering, he makes a reference to Minnesota Fats. Minnesota Fats is actually a famous pool player. So, yes, that is true. I had to look this up. Because who the fuck, what kid in 1995 knows who Minnesota Fats is? Yeah, and like, actually, famous pool players? Like, hello? <laughs> it's funnier than you think? Because he took the name Minnesota Fats from a movie called The Hustler. Mm. It's like showing up to Evo and saying, hey, my name's Ryu. (laughs) 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 Like, he just took the nickname from a movie. Yeah. Which, you know, I would also do. I was going to say, I I guarantee you there are a lot of people at a given Evo bracket with variations on... Ryu and Akuma as their names. Like the thing is, is that um, this this pool player died about the same time this episode would have gone up, maybe off by a year. So, like, what fucking child watching this in the nineties <laughs> is gonna know about famous pool players in like the eighties? 
Yeah. Or, or, no, the sixties. Yeah, like people who were people who were medium famous, some time before this show even aired. Like you know, in a, in, a, in a category that is like not one lending itself that much to international fame, right? Like, especially not in the context of Mega Man. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Oh, famous arcade player. I guess you can make that connection. Yeah, it's a video game, but like. I just don't know who who what who on the writing team was like oh yeah this one. <laughs> Someone was just really in their feelings about Minnesota Fats that day. Also, um, Mega Man gets back on that like weird action playset tank thing, and then it mm-hmm. turns into like a a jet ski. It looks like complete shit. If it they looks were like it's just standing to, on the water. Yeah, yeah. If they were planning to sell that as a toy, I I hope it fucking tanked because that looked like a <laughs> shit thing. There had to have been toys, right? Yeah, definitely, or at least planned, you know. Okay, I am seeing some toys. You got your Mega Man. You got your like classic guys. Uh, it looks like they did, in fact, I, I will send you an image um, in the Rush Chat Radio chat. But theoretically, I think they did plan to or actually did make that exact... Oh, wow. God, that looks so... That's even worse. They put wheels on it. Brainbot, you the, put wheels on it. The land mode looks okay. The, the attack mode slash water mode, not quite so much. Yeah. I don't know if this actually exists. Yeah, it might just be. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been canceled, but the design is here. They wanted to make it. Gross. Uh, Remember the time they shrunk cities and put them under like plates with like the domes, like a fancy meal. That was so much more fun than this. This was just (laughs) like, like you know, we we talk so often about how. Mega Man Ruby Spears' greatest failing is that it, it wastes what little it has. This this does this episode doesn't have anything. Yeah, there's just nothing. And like I know I'm obviously like overreaching the boundaries of what this show is you know planning to tackle with asking you know whether it cares that there's any difference between the implied like agency of Mega Man and of Proto Man and of Brainbot. But when it's stuff like Mega Man seems to be the only person who knows that this super smart robot isn't like super smart and just fucks everything up. It's just like it makes the show like really hard to watch because like what are you meant to pay attention to if most of like most of the characters don't care about the things that the uh, like the the script and framing is putting effort into showing you, right? Hmm. I guess like also like. I'm sure that they did not write this show thinking someday, 30 years from now, some 20-somethings are going to watch this show with a critical eye. Um, It's for kids, but even then, it's like, I wouldn't... I don't know that I would have liked this as a kid. That's it, right? Like, I... I mean, people often say... it's, It's something that I sort of try to keep in mind, is that, like, people often say oh, it's for kids as a way to, like, wave away, mm-hmm. you know, uh, analysis or criticism of something because kids don't care about this shit. I think that's completely the opposite of sure. I think kids care a lot about that shit, but they just don't 
like they they care about it very intensely because they're not interested in vocalizing it. They just cast off stuff that they aren't interested in. And I guess this might make the right combination of loud noises that you know kept kids happy. And it, it, there were toys. And if you saw commercials for the toys, maybe you know whatever. But like it's not it's bad. And you know that by now if you've listened to the rest of this podcast. <laughs> but it really hit us this week. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that we're so close to the end. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to start being able to put an anime OP at the beginning of these episodes. Oh. Like, To be fair, the the like title music is pretty consistently the best thing about Ruby Spears' Mega Man. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, l- I listen to uh. it every time. Like. Uh, the, the way that it's paced so that if you hit the arrow keys on youtube to skip forward through it if you time it right you'll just hear mega man mega man (laughs) Man," because it's exactly five seconds apart that's great it's pretty good do you want to talk about robots i suppose so stay tuned we'll be right back after these messages mega man Episode 24. 24 is Brobots. <clears throat> it's election week. Fuck, it's un- unescapable. During a parade for candidate Mitchell Deacon... Dr. Wily's robots launch an attack. When Mega Man enters the battle, Proto Man turns on his fellow bad bots and joins his brother, assisting him in fighting them off. While Mega Man is skeptical, sorry, while Mega is skeptical, everybody welcomes back Proto Man with open arms. Things aren't what they appear to be, however, <laughs> as it is just another elaborate plan of Dr. Wily's. Proto Man's true intent is to implant a scrambler chip on his brother, brother to keep him out of the way of Wily's plan to replace Deacon and the city officials with exact <laughs> robot duplicates. That's the C, by the way, to this episode's A. <laughs> when Proto Man implants the scrambler chip onto his brother, Mega Man reveals a painful secret that baffles Proto Man. This could be Mega Man's toughest challenge, physically or emotionally, ever. That uh, that last paragraph fools you into believing that there will be any resolution to when Mega Man brings up that he's always wanted to have a real a real relationship with his brother. That doesn't go anywhere. It just mentions it, and Proto Man's like, "What?" And then that's it. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the trivia is very good this week. <laughs> so yeah, it starts out as being a plot about Proto Man. Is he good now? Uh, and that is just a smokescreen because the actual plan that Dr. Wiley has is to create this robo civic service. <laughs> like, first of all, Mitchell Deacon, great name. Uh, he just looks like Dante from Clerks. I didn't notice That's that. That's all I can see. I, I, I see that. Um, and like, They just everyone believes Proto Man because, of course, they do. Yeah, right. And so, only sorry, you go ahead. 
Only Mega Man is suspicious. Yeah, so this is the exact same thing that we had in the last episode, whereby, like, Proto, Proto, they, they, you know, Dr. Wily attacks, but this time, Proto Man is attacking the, the Robot Masters, and then everyone's like, thanks for turning good, Proto Man, and Mega Man's like, I'm suspicious, and, and like, Proto Man doesn't do anything to, like, convince everyone that he's, he's, like, it's just, nobody in the show cares. And it, it just, it makes it so obvious that nobody making the show cares. And it makes it very hard to watch. He just says, I'm good now. You see, I fought the bad bots. And everyone's like, oh, wow. It's so cool to have you back, Proto Man. And then the next scene, we get Wily saying, good, good, Proto Man. And that trust. Yeah, and, like, that in itself is not necessarily a bad thing, but when you, like, couple it with the fact that Proto-Man, it was no effort to convince everyone that Proto-Man had turned good, it's, like, all great. They could have been doing this the whole time. Like, you could have just had Proto-Man be fake good for the whole show and, like, gotten away with all types of shit. Yeah, and, like, (laughs) a really funny part of this episode is when... Proto-Man announces that he's turning over a new leaf and decided to become good. Dr. Light's like, oh yeah, that, that, that probably could happen. I guess I programmed him in a way that that might happen. I don't know. <laughs> I programmed the same ethics circuits into him that I did for you. Maybe it just took longer yeah. for them to, to activate for him. Maybe it just took longer for him to develop the fucking conscience I forced you to have. Like, what? It's like it's a it's an excuse like you know plots that are excuses for events to happen are not it, not necessarily a bad thing. However, it isn't an excuse for anything to happen. It's an excuse for an episode of Ruby Spears Mega Man in which as we have rigidly established nothing happens. Yes. They even like they play at this being a better show. With, like, overarching plots when, like, there's this showdown between Mega Man and Proto Man. And you're like, oh, man. this They're finally, like, squaring off one-on-one. And, like, it looks like a tense situation where, like, they'll have to actually fight each other. And also, like, it's getting to the end of the show. So, like, in a, in a show with, like, a plot, this could be, like, a climax of some kind. Instead of just more lights and sounds from the TV. <laughs> they have like a Mustafar duel. <laughs> yeah, they do. They they have a they have like a big they have like a big cuddle while they're having a Mustafar duel. <laughs> they can't actually like punch and kick a whole bunch. So it's like two punches and then some grappling and then almost falling into the ambiguous liquid that is seems to be glue. Yeah, it's like a resin. Like a hot resin that also could melt you alive. I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't when the other robot masters get doused in it. Yeah. I this is one one, you know, this is a moment where I must confess that it may well have been explained why the resin was lethal when Mega Man and Proto Man were fighting over it and not earlier when it covered the robot masters, but it, I was really flagging by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then in the end the good guys win. Rush accidentally eats the scrambler chip and he's all goofy. Yeah, so the fucking the fact that 
you know, we start with Proto Man is good now, and that's so that Dr. Wiley can install fucking Invasion of the Body Snatchers city officials. By the way, is it normal for city officials to endorse gubernatorial candidates? I didn't, I don't know that. Like, they're like, oh, this guy's a shoe in to win the election. Everyone who works in the city, like, you know, came out to endorse him. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, like, when we were little, our parents took us to a fucking... Oh, what the fuck is his name? God, Texas... Texas... Gov- Rick Perry, right? I right. think that's his name? Rick Perry? Is that the... Yeah. Uh, like, Rick Perry was, like, running... I think he was the Texas governor. Is that... Does anybody out there know? <laughs> 47th governor of Texas? Email yes. us at Russia Radio at... Um, and fucking George W. Bush showed up to give a speech and endorse him. So, like... Okay. Uh, Maybe that's just fine then. I don't know. It's probably fine. Uh, um, but, yeah. as Like, why is... Why is Proto Man pretending to be a good guy a cover for Invasion of the Body Snatchers? What does any of that have to do with anything? So that Proto Man can get installed as the chief of security for the election. I I, I guess. (laughs) So that he can, at a critical moment, punch two robot guards and allow the robot masters inside. Which, you know, he could also have just done. He could have done from outside, yes. <laughs> so, uh, another thing, like, I think the thing in this episode that has stuck the most in my mind, which is that, like, yeah, so you have an episode where we, in perhaps a single sentence, lightly explore the, uh, the love lost between Mega Man and evil Proto Man. While Proto Man is, like, talking to him out on a bench, they're in a park, they're, you know, they're <laughs> laughing, they're, you know, Mega Man's like, Unwinding, I guess, and Proto Man uses this to install a scrambler chip on him. He installs a chip on his younger brother, and it's not on his shoulder. What the fuck? Come on. <laughs> That's the level that, that we should expect this show to be playing on. Exactly. Come on. Do better, Ruby Spears. <laughs> you have three more episodes to wow us. I mean, maybe the Mega Man X episode will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got nothing else. I got some trivia though. Uh, do I have anything else? Uh, fucking Roll when she beats Bright Man says, "Not very bright, huh?" Like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> she also smashes the light bulb yeah. on his head, killing him instantly. Fucking brains him. Uh, oh yeah, um, the uh, the one other thing is that uh, when he discovers his plan is spoiled, Doctor Wiley runs into runs into the room and he sees his his body doubles behaving like monkeys. And then Doctor Wiley's like, "How did this happen?" And Doctor Light says, "I've reprogrammed your body doubles. Here's how." And he gets gets one over, opens up its chest, and removes the "Don't act like a monkey" chip. <laughs> And it immediately starts acting like a monkey. 
<laughs> you know, when you make a robot, by default, it's a monkey. If you put a thousand robots in front of a thousand typewriters, one of them will be monkey. <laughs> what a weird show. What a weird, weird show. Who who is have we had Heat Man on the show before? I remember we no. had Fireman in the very first episode. Some trivia for you. This episode marked the final appearances of Elect Man and Bright Man. So Bright Man is just dead. <laughs> just killed. <laughs> This uh, episode also marked the only appearances of Heatman and Needleman. Do, do both Heatman and Needleman get coasted in resin? Am I remembering that right? Uh, Electman definitely so. does. Electman and Needleman definitely do. Does Heatman? Also, Deacon in his little box looks a lot like Lennon's tomb. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Needleman, Electman, and Heatman are the ones Heatman, that right, were yeah. stuck in resin. Cool. I just just because I, I think if if we're going to eulogize anyone, it should be Heatman. Heatman, not Brightman, who got fucking his head smashed in. Did we not? I feel like we must have done Brightman already. No. I was thinking that at first, but I don't remember. Another another reason to eulogize Heatman instead of Brightman is that Brightman's <laughs> wiki page is very bare. Um, let's see here. Heatman. Oh, um... Not that it matters, but... This is the last episode to mark the debut of a Robot Master from Mega Man 2, as neither Flashman nor Bubbleman appeared in the series. Yeah, I can't, I can't say that surprises me. Maybe Bubble Man, I don't know. But I guess Toad Man was right there, so. Alright. What did, did, whose turn is it? I think it's my turn. Okay. But, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, uh, do you know what, do you know what music you're gonna put on this one? Uh, nope. Alright, well, dealer's choice, I guess. Does Fireman complain about how hot he is? Because I'm supposed to be a direct upgrade on his design, and you'd think heat resistance would be a part of that. I don't even want to move. That's Heatman from the Mega Man Archie comics. Heatman was a combat robot master from Mega Man 2, created by Dr. Wily based on Fireman's design. His body had a box-like shape, which resembled a Zippo lighter, with a lid that Heatman could use to retract his head in for additional protection. But it could sometimes close down on him unintentionally. He was designed to be highly resistant to sources of heat, including fire and magma, and had a dial in his back that regulated the power of his flames, which which he, he was unaware of. <laughs> his special weapon was the atomic fire, a heat-based weapon powered by highly compressed nuclear energy, which could be charged to produce bursts of fire at temperatures of up to 12,000 degrees Celsius. That's 21,632 degrees Fahrenheit. He could also spit fire from his mouth and project enormous fire blasts from his hands. Heatman's favorite attack was to first surround himself in flames for protection, making him invulnerable for a short time, before charging at his opponents at high speed across the arena, causing major damage to his foes by crashing into them. 
effects of my past, it's kind of funny. It's so true. The maximum temperature heat man could reach, 12,000 degrees Celsius, is hotter than, Earth's, hotter than the Earth's core and the sun's surface. Also, fire doesn't reach this temperature in reality. This heat is closer to plasma. <laughs> Some fun sprites of uh, Mega Man's lid closing on him in, from Mega Man the Power Battle. Oh no, planned to appear in Mega Man Soccer but removed from the game before its release. Unfortunate. It's like, it's like a grainy like file photo <laughs> screenshot of a, like a dev build of Mega Man Soccer with Heat Man in it. Is it a scan of a magazine? Maybe? Yeah, it looks like it. I think I can see borders that look like screenshot borders. No, hard to say. Rest in peace, Heat Man. Rest in peace, Heat Man. We'll, uh, we'll miss you. I mean, we've missed you for quite some time now, but, you know, we'll yeah. keep missing you. What he, lacked, what he lacked in enthusiasm for his line of work... Well, no, sorry. Whilst Heatman lacked enthusiasm for his line of work, he was carefree and happy to work at his own pace in doing so. He enjoyed summer barbecues, but had a dislike of water, particularly from his weakness, the bubble lead. <laughs> and cold things such as ice cream. There's not much colder than death, my friend. <laughs> Damn. Well, with that hero, great hero of our time eulogized, where can people find you online, Nora? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. You can find the show on Twitter at RushJetRadio. Give us a follow. Give us some likes. Retweet our shit posts. Boy, are they shit. <laughs> uh, we don't have any questions this time but if people have questions where should they send them rushjetradio at gmail.com it's your one stop shop for questions about fetishes you expect the next show to cover or we expect <laughs> the next show to cover I don't think the next show will have any of that stuff I think you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of there's a, the, the Mega Man Battle Network games contain a lot of like you know navvies submerged in goo for various okay. reasons. Well, I just sent you this image of the Robot Masters coated in resin. Does that help? <laughs> uh, Where can people is, find you online? Oh, you can find me online at twittercom slash curl underscore e underscore brace, where I do tweets about this podcast. Uh, another podcast I'm on called Newbie, where we do all of the Ruby rewatch stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. That's that, that you'll find at exportord.io slash Newbie, or just exportord.io? Uh, slash export, maybe? Oh, yeah, probably slash export. It is in the export audio feed. Yes. Uh, and then the other podcast I'm on, which is Hand to Hand, Heart to Heart, which is a podcast about how fighting games are great and how everyone should play them. That's at Twitter.com slash H2H squared or abnormalmapping.com slash hand to hand. I believe that's all one word, but there might be hyphens in there. Have a try. I don't know. It's a good podcast. It's a great podcast. We just did an episode about Skullgirls, a game I love and my co host thinks is okay. Mm hmm. 
Uh, it will not shock you, Curly, to know which side I fall on. <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'm happy to keep Skullgirls all to myself. I do have fun. Is, That's because I play with my friends. Is there anything else that needs plugging, or are we done here? <laughs> the quicker this episode is over, the quicker we can get onto NT Warrior. That's true. Next week, or whatever, next episode... Uh, we will be watching Bad Day at Peril Park, which I've been looking forward to, and Crime of the Century. Uh, but until next time, now, now you've, you've got, got our got podcast. Our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said keep it mega-o. <laughs> <laughs>